This is the Point of Drew Podcast. Good Druthers, we are back. Episode 8, you got Z and I here. Yes, sir. We got a treat for you guys today. Uh, we'll be starting things off as always. You guys know the drill. Jersey corner number 8 uh, to kick things off here. And then we're going to be getting into the NFL Midseason Awards. Yes, we are 8 weeks in and we're going to be breaking down a lot. Yeah, we got the midseason awards, but we uh we're making this more than just the uh, regular awards you you normally hear about. We've got the Cheech and Chong Award. You'll find out who wins the Mattress Firm Award, the OK Boomer Award, uh, even the Witness Protection Program <laughs> Award. Uh, so stay tuned for that. You are not going to want to miss um, our award show. Um, but like Barton said, we'll go into Jersey Corner, but first we've got a word from our friends over at Shug's Bagels. This episode of Point of Drew is brought to you by the one, the only, Shug's Bagels. Termed by many as the new breakfast of champions, Shug's will be open all week long, serving up their famous bagels, rolls, wraps, and burritos. What? Yeah, you heard me. Burritos. Go check out their new special, Miguel's Burrito. Spicy chorizo. Golden hash browns, juicy peppers and onions, and pepper jack cheese all snugged up in one of their delicious wraps. Go show them some love on social media, at Shug's Bagels, and pay them a visit in Park City's Village right near SMU campus. Shug's Bagels, the new breakfast of champions. Alright, like we said, we're back. Jersey Corner, number eight. The best players to ever do it in the number eight uni. Who you got, Barton? Start us off. You got any honorable mentions? Yeah, a few honorable mentions, a few guys to shout out. Uh, for starters, the guy Pat Queen, uh, just from based on potential, really. Like, yes, he was great at LSU. Um, he's had a, a productive season thus far for the Ravens, but this guy could be one of the all-time guys, man, <laughs> a linebacker. We'll see. But he's got the skill set uh, to lead that defense for years to come. I'm, I'm kind of salty about it still that the Chiefs didn't – weren't able to pick him up, but man, he's a stud and, and a lot a lot in front of him still. Uh, his teammate also deserves a shout, uh, despite some poor performances as of late. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, a, a truly special skill set, su- super fun to watch. Your 2019 MVP. Um, unfortunately, he can't beat any good teams, but uh, he's still a, a freak of an athlete and, and deserves a shout. And then the only other honorable mention I have uh, would be the... Nick Foles, yeah, Big Dick Nick, wore eight at uh, at U of A, and, and yes, he was uh, a a pretty good quarterback there in his career, in his three seasons there, um, over ten thousand yards and sixty seven TDs. But really, more than anything, you got to give him a shout because he really <laughs> tore he tore we that know. campus up. Man. We like, know. I mean, the nickname and the legend that is BDN BDN was born <laughs> in Tucson. He scored his own eye, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Go catch. Yeah, yeah. Like that, uh, I got a few of the same, but uh, a few others to uh, to shout out for my uh, selections here. So, um, first shout out I have, uh, like, like you mentioned, goes to Lamar Jackson. Uh, one of the coolest players in the league right now. Uh, was the best player in the league last year, winning MVP. Uh, so definitely a shout out to Lamar Jackson. 
another lefty QB, uh, I guess Lamar, uh, but a lefty QB to throw out in the mix, Steve Young. Um, definitely a legend who wore eight. Um, Mormon, too. The yeah. first Mormon shot that um, yeah. on Jersey Corner. So shout it out is. Steve Young. I didn't know Steve Beast. Young was a, was a Mormon until uh, this weekend, but I uh, found out because of our boy Danny Sorensen. Yeah, Dirty Dan, baby. Um, but I'm going to give a shout out to the legend, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba. Um I'm saving his uh, uh, winner award for a later episode of Jersey Corner, as you might imagine. Uh, but shouting him out for eight for sure. Um, Kobe deserves to be on that list. And then uh, my last honorable mention goes to Cal Ripken Jr. Um, everyone knows what he did. 2,632 games um, straight. Didn't miss a single game. That's approximately 16 seasons worth of games where he did not miss a single game. Um, the best ability is availability. So uh, shout out to the man, Cal Ripken Jr. But uh, yeah, bro, you're kind of like Cal Ripken. Just bring it every day. <laughs> Don't keep showing every up, day, baby. No days off. Let's uh, go. Yeah, rise and grind, baby, Cal <laughs> Ripken. Uh, well, who do you got? Who's your winner? Best to ever do it at number eight, Uni. Best to ever do it at number eight. Um, I'm glad you're gonna save Kobe uh, for his for his number at 24. I'm gonna go with Kobe at eight, though, um, for all the reasons why everyone loves Kobe. I never really necessarily loved him growing up, uh, but always had to respect him uh, as a competitor, as an athlete. I mean, he had some flaws, right? Like, was probably a less than stellar teammate. Him and Shaq obviously didn't get along, and especially when he wore eight and. Mm-hmm. Um, a, kind of a ball stopper, you could say. Um, wasn't <laughs> yeah. exactly the the most uh, inclusive of teammates, but uh, really an, an all-time alpha male and competitor, kind of in that same uh, vein of Jordan. Um, and drive to win, just kind of unmatched, at least in, in that era. And he, he definitely learned that from Jordan, but uh, definitely deserves a shout, man. When he wore eight, he had three titles, was an eight-time all-star, and uh, also had a scoring title as well. And so... Um, those Shaq teams with him in the early 2000s, they were a problem. Uh, Kobe, beast at eight, uh, RIP to the legend. We miss you, man. Absolutely. I think the the number eight Kobe jerseys, too, are the better looking of, For sure. the, of the jerseys. It's a cleaner those throwback uh, Lakers. Those are nice. So Kobe definitely deserves that from number eight. Who you eight. got at eight? Let's hear but it. I have... Alex Ovechkin, Ovi, Ovi gets it for number eight, and uh, you know I don't know a ton about hockey. I'm not gonna sit here and, sure. and spit out some hockey statistics, but what I do know is when that man won the cup back in 2018, he went off. He was fucking it was, going, yeah, like a, a three and a half week bender. He was doing keg stands with the cup. He was sleeping with it. He was doing. I mean, he chugging beers out of that thing for days on end um so i'm giving the uh, the nod to ovi mostly just because of uh how that man celebrates that's something i respect in a winner and a champion and i don't think there's anyone else who could get my award for the for the number eight jersey corner than someone like that hey respect respect for for ovi and respect for the reason that man had a yeah. a two week long steady buzz <laughs> um just feeling it with and, and for whatever reason like I guess everyone, I don't really know much about hockey either, but everyone gets to share the Stanley Cup um, at, at some point. But, man, he did not want to give that thing up at first. So props to whoever got it away from Ovi. Definitely. 
So that's it for Jersey Corner. Barton shouting out Kobe Bryant is the best to ever do it. I'm giving the nod to Alex Ovechkin. That's going to wrap it for Jersey Corner. Like we said, we're going to be right back with our mid-season NFL awards, and we have some real fun ones thrown in there. Yes, sir. The Stay Ocho. tuned. We'll be right that's back. Here it is, the moment that you have all been waiting for, the NFL Midseason Awards. We've got all sorts of awards that we're going to give out today, but we're going to start it off with a few of the awards that you guys already know, and we can go ahead and kick it off with uh, the Rookie of the Year Award. So, Barton, you want to start off with this one? Who do you have for Rookie of the Year so far through eight weeks of the season? I will. Yep, I'll lead us in here, and I just wanted to say, you know, this is you know now the second award show we've hosted. You know, we had the just four short weeks ago, the quarter season awards, and here we are at uh, the mid season awards. And man, I feel like we're we're really getting the hang of the the host of the award show thing. You yeah, know, it's, it's coming. It's we I, we've got our sea legs, as they like to say. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we start getting calls from like the ESPYS or the Oscars. Even. That would be kind of a natural next step, but we'll see. We'll let them uh, so, let them yeah. listen and and see what we think here. But uh, rookie of the year will lead things off. This is not going to be a shock to, <laughs> to UZ or any of the listeners. I got to get my guy Joe Burrow a shout. Uh, absolutely balling. I think he's third in the NFL in yards so far, just behind uh, Mahomes and Matt Ryan. Um, and so has been extremely productive behind a, a lackluster O-line uh, at, at the best, really. It's a trash O-line. He's been getting hit left and right, but he battles. He's a fucking beast. And uh, I think he's he's locked it up for rookie of the year so far. I mean, there's some guys giving him uh, giving him some honorable mentions for sure. I think his teammate in college, Justin Jefferson, has had a great start, um, and I think you know James Robinson as well. They're running back yeah. down in in Jacksonville. Have had, uh, had been kind of surprises, I think, but uh, got to go with Burrow out the gates. Yeah, no no surprise from you to take the homer pick, uh, <laughs> but I actually am going to base my pick off of logic, actually watching the games off of the statistics, and that's why I'm going with Justin Herbert. He is the rookie so far, best rookie so far through eight weeks of the season. Uh, he's really been balling out and actually is giving some life to that Chargers team. Uh, they've really struggled to close some games and have given up some big leads, but Herbert has not been the issue. He's looked really good. He had five consecutive starts with over 300 passing yards um, and really uh, you know, looks far ahead of where I thought he would be as a rookie. Um, so I, I'm giving him that nod. But with all respect to Burrow, Burrow's right there as well. Could go either way. Um, and I think it's too close to call right now. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing what these two dudes do down the stretch, um, see which one's going to actually pull it out. But I'm actually sticking with Justin Herbert right now. I think he deserves that nod. Uh, but I agree with uh, some of the non-QB rookie of the years that you've thrown out. Uh, Justin Jefferson, definitely looking good so far. A um, couple others that I would mention. I still think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is looking really good for the Chiefs, but uh, has kind of slipped down in those Rookie of the Year odds, at least. Um, and with the addition of Le'Veon, I'm not sure if, if uh, Clyde's going to be able to, to truly compete for it um, over the last half of the season. And then one more um, rookie to throw out there, Chase Claypool for the Steelers. Um, kind of a surprise name. I definitely didn't know who he was coming into the season, but... Yeah, he's had some big games uh, with that undefeated Steelers team, so definitely think he gets a shout. Uh, but Rookie of the Year for me, Justin Herbert. Uh, but moving on to MVP, I have 
Russell Wilson. Um, I think there's some people catching up to him. Uh, I think Brady, Mahomes, they're in that convo. Rodgers is still sticking mm-hmm. around. But I think Russell Wilson is the clear MVP through eight weeks. Um, you know, that, that Seahawks team is really, really good uh, offensively. They've, they've got some defensive issues, but uh, Russell Wilson has been incredible. I think he's averaging a touchdown pass um, every it's, it's like every 9.5 throws he's making mm-hmm. this season, which is just unbelievable. Uh, you know, you think an average NFL drive, scoring drive, it's probably about like 10 or 12 plays. So right. for him to be throwing a touchdown every nine and a half plays is ridiculous. So I've got Russ for MVP. What do you have? Yeah, that's uh, that's the popular pick. And I mean, it is the midseason award, so through eight weeks, you can't not give it to anyone else but Russ. I think um, he's been special so far. All the stats you were saying, he's been uh, he's made that Seahawks offense pretty elite. Um, I will say his stock was hurt um, in that week seven tilt uh, in Arizona when Kyler outdueled him. Definitely. Um, a little baseball matchup there. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's got to be Russ in the first eight weeks. And I think he's got, without question, the best chance to win it, just given that the MVP is such a narrative award, like we were saying before the year. And, uh, and the fact that he hasn't won it while, you know, Brady, we've seen him win it many times, even though that's a cool narrative as well. But Mahomes – Many times, well, Lamar doesn't look like he's got a chance. But uh, uh, I think so far, uh, with Russ not winning it, and especially just the year he's having, he's, he's got to be the, the midseason MVP. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Ru- Russ looks like the MVP right now. We put out uh, our poll on, from the point of your Instagram today, and the, uh, the followers who voted on the poll out there definitely agreed it was Russ, was the, the clear-cut favorite for MVP. So our fans know. And we, we hear you. We're both going with Russ, MVP so far. Yes, sir. Um, moving on, uh, another the next award, Defensive Player of the Year so far. Um, who do you like for that one? Uh, so right now, I'm rolling with TJ Watt. I think he has been the biggest piece on what might be uh, one of the best defenses in the league and the only undefeated team left in the league. Um, TJ Watt has really been taking control of that Steelers defense. Um and I think he's asserted himself enough over the rest of the competition for the award um, that I think he is in the lead right now. Uh, definitely have to give some heavy consideration to Aaron Donald. Um, he probably is the overall best defensive player in the league, but um, I think TJ Watt has been an edge better this season. Um, and Miles Garrett has been tearing it up um, in that same division as TJ Watt. Uh, but I'm sticking with TJ Watt for the award. What do you have? I like it. One thing before before I give my defensive player of the year, do you think with T.J. Watt's performances this year that uh, the balance is kind of swaying back in favor of the Watt brothers, or do you think it still remains on the Bosa side? I'm definitely going back to the Watt brothers. Uh, obviously, we're getting no Nick Bosa this, this season. Yeah. I think that hurts. Uh, so. so you're back on the Watts, despite J.J. I'm okay. back on the Watts. Okay, weird move. All right, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> defensive player of the year for me uh, – this one's kind of a no-brainer in my opinion. Aaron Donald's been wrecking games, uh, and through the first, he's leading. I mean, he's, the guy's leading the NFL in sacks. He's got ten through the first eight games, uh, forced two fumbles, so that he's tied for first in that category as well. Um, no one changes the game like he does. That yeah. uh, Rams defense has been much better than their offense comparatively. So um, really keeping that team in the in the playoff hunt there, I think, kind of almost single-handedly. Aaron Donald having a great year. 
so he's, he's my DPOY through the first half. Uh, some honorable mentions I want to shout out. Jags, Jair Alexander, the corner for the Packers, highest graded corner uh, through the first eight weeks on PFF, um, have, has really dominated against some top top uh, targets, in, including like Mike Evans and others. And so he's been great. And, and then, of course, uh, the heart of the Chiefs defense, Dirty Dan Sorensen, uh, <laughs> making Mormon. plays left and right. Another Mormon shout. Um, and, and this guy, Dirty Dan, doesn't get enough love, but, man, uh, he's playing at a high level. Uh, two takeaways in the last two games and uh, has, has been has been really kind of the, the key to the Chiefs defense in, in terms of forcing turnovers so far this season. Yeah, I love that. Um, love that shout-out for Sorensen. That's that's big for him. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so DPOI, you, you're taking Donald. I'm I taking, am. I'm taking Donald. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, you've got Donald. I'm taking TJ Watt. Um, and then next up, we've got Coach of the Year Award. And I am actually sticking with that same Steelers team, and I'm going with Mike Tomlin for Coach of the Year so far. Um, and Mike Tomlin should have won a Coach of the Year before, but he has not. There have been several years where everyone, you know, looks back and said, oh, Tomlin should have won, won it that year, but finishes, you know, top five uh, pretty consistently. But I think this is the year where he finally gets it done. It's going to be well-deserved, especially if they keep up what they're doing so far. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin's really commanding all the pieces they have in, uh, in Pittsburgh right now really well. Um, defense, offense, everything's looking pretty smooth, and I think it's all coming together because of Tomlin. He's my pick for coach of the year. Yeah, I, re- I really like that one. The only undefeated team left, right? His players love him. He's always got control of that locker room. The Definitely. two players coach. Um, and the guy's got swag, man. I don't know how he oh, yeah. wears sunglasses and such dark lighting, <laughs> uh, but he can always pull it off. So uh, Mikey T, good stuff. That's a great shout. I'm going to go a little bit different. Um, I think this team is, is really on the upswing and have been overachieving this year. Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, just saw a, a big win for them in week eight over – the Rams and uh, this guy's come in and really turn turn the franchise around in a hurry. Uh, no one really thought they'd be competitive this year, and I think they, they've got a legitimate chance to to win the AFC East uh, and, and and definitely compete for a wild card spot. So um, no one really thought the Dolphins would be where they are right now, and I think the number one reason they are where they are right now is because of Brian Flores. Yeah, I you know I like Brian Flores a lot, um, and we talked about this on the last pod, and I'll bring it back up again. I've, Loved everything that Brian Flores is doing, except I'm still not down with the Tua switch at quarterback. Um, I thought Fitzpatrick was the reason um, for the way that their uh, offense has been able to pull out some wins. So don't love that coaching decision, but I do agree that Brian Flores deserves a ton of credit. Um, the, the Dolphins are definitely ahead of their timeline in terms of uh, turning their, their whole organization around, and they're definitely on the up. up Absolutely. Swing. Flores has got them ahead of schedule, but... Uh, moving on into our first, uh, you guys may not have heard of this award before, but uh, it is the Nathan Peterman Award. And in some context on this, uh, this is awarded to the most embarrassing single game performance, just like our guy uh, Nate did back a couple years ago when he went six for 14 for 66 yards and five interceptions. Uh, I think he was pulled <laughs> half of that game. Um, so, Nate, uh, this one's for you, man. Uh, who's your Nathan Peterman Award for the first half of the NFL season? My Nathan Peterman Award for the first half of the season goes to the one and only Sam Darnold. Oh, not week Sam. Three, week three, he went out there against the Colts and threw two pick sixes and had a safety. That um, was definitely his fault. He finished the game with a 47.1 um, QBR. 
They lost that game 36-7, to and it was about as ugly as a football game can possibly get. He didn't see ghosts, though, did he? I'm sure he did. He they might just, have. They yeah. just, he's not telling anyone if yeah. he does now. Um, but, it, yeah, that was a really rough one for Sam. Uh, I'm hoping that he can find his way out of New York, but uh, yeah, just for for his own good. You got to think Gase had something to do with that game plan, though. But man, his uh, <laughs> if he was seeing ghosts, his his ability to kind of see and communicate with the supernaturals it's uncanny <laughs> so far throughout his young career. So if he if he doesn't want to do football, that could be something else. Yeah, and he, he actually may start needing to uh, consider some other work opportunities. <laughs> so I've got Darnold for the Nathan Peterman Award, but who are you rolling with? You're not going to like this one, uh, but Nathan up, Peterman can, Award. Can I guess you're going to say I don't like it? You can guess Stafford? No, it's not Stafford. Oh, good. Matt has not played that poorly yet this uh, season. Yeah. It's your other guy, Cam Newton. Oh. Uh, in that Niners That's game true, earlier yeah. this year, dude, oh, my God. 9 of 15 for 98 yards, three INTs, and a QBR of 3.8. Oh, no. He almost zeroed out in that game. Um, and so the, that Niners game, the, I think they won it 33-6. to It was an absolute blowout. The Pats, that was their worst loss at home uh, in, in a long time. I forget, I forget what the exact stat was, but uh, a 27 home point loss in Foxborough. That's not the Pats team I'm used to seeing. And uh, a lot of that was on the shoulders of, of Cam Newton. So uh, deservedly so, uh, the Nate Peterman Award goes to Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with that. Uh, I think Bill Belichick came out with a quote today where, he was basically saying they've given up. It's, it sounded like they've almost given up on the season. Things are getting rough there, and Cam has looked shaky. So I get it there. Uh, probably a deserving award if he had a three-point-whatever three QBR. 3.8 QBR. Yeah, it's not too hot. Uh, moving on to the next award, the Quibi Award. Uh, we all know what happened with that. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty just bad concept overall. Never panned out. Was doomed from the jump. Um, so this award is going to the team that uh, you know basically blew it before the season even started, who came into the season without a chance. And my answer for that is the Washington football team. Uh, they don't even have a name. I think that's the yeah. biggest reason. They came into the season without a name. There's, they are actually still second in the NFC East with their two wins, two division wins. Uh, but their season was done well before it started. Uh, everything about that organization needs to be torn to the ground and restarted. Dan Snyder might be the worst human and owner in the league. Um, so Washington was doomed before the, the season even started. Um, so that's my uh, Quibi Award. Goes, I like that. I like Washington. that. Don't you think something that I think we should we should try and organize and um, really get going is we should see Mark Davis beat up Dan Snyder. Get him in the <laughs> ring together. I think Mark Davis could really uh, – <laughs> Dan Snyder would be out for the count, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, my Quibi Award, um, I, I like the, 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 the football team pick. Um, but the team, I think, whose season is always over before it starts. They're cursed ever since that Super Bowl <laughs> loss to the Patriots, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Uh, even though they're usually competitive from a roster standpoint, uh, I don't think Dan Quinn was the worst coach ever. Um, you know, they, they have pretty good players and, and fans and – they always just find a way to choke it away. Ever, particularly ever since that um, that Super Bowl, man, they just seem cursed. And so uh, this season, more than others, for sure, the all the close losses they've had, um, those are almost just inevitable with this Atlanta team. They just can't win late. Um, it might be, it might come back to Arthur Blank. It might be ownership that really, uh, you know, puts a puts a curse on these teams. But um, I think I, the Falcons win the Quibi Award for me. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, both of those teams are disasters right now, Washington and Atlanta. But moving on to the Guy Fieri Award, the award that goes to the player who has been cooking the most on offense. You want to start this one off? Who has been cooking? The winner of the Guy Fieri Award goes to... So I'm going to shout out some guys first. Okay. Some honorable okay. mentions for, for the Guy Fieri Award. Um, I think Devontae Adams, uh, the way he's been playing this season, he's only played in five games, but is tied for the lead in receiving touchdowns with seven. Also, uh, the highest rated receiver um, from, from PFF. So he's been balling. He's been cooking, uh, him and Guy. And then uh, Dalvin as well. Dalvin Cook um, only played six games as well and is leading the NFL in TDs. But I'm not going with either of these guys. No one's cooking as harder as Alvin Kamara. Um, it's more the eye test and the stats even. He, although he does lead the uh, the NFL through the first eight weeks in all-purpose yards, he is just every that whole Saints offense and is an absolute beast. Um, when you watch him, no one, no one, actually, no one quite is, is impactful from an offensive standpoint as him. I think we were saying the other day the most valuable non-quarterback uh, in the game right now might be Alvin Kamara, the guy. But he just cooks, and he, uh, he does it with swag too, grilled out. Um, him and Guy, I think, would get along well uh, on the show. <laughs> they probably would. I think they have a lot in common. <laughs> uh, but uh, So for, for the Guy Fieri Award, I am sticking with the cook himself. Dalvin Cook. You okay. mentioned it. Most touchdowns in the league so far, but had four touchdowns uh, alone this past week in that upset over Green Bay. Um, first to do that since Ahmad Rashad did it. Uh, but I'm giving that award to Dalvin, um, partially because of the name and partially because of what he's doing on the field right now. But he has <laughs> definitely been cooking. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Uh, the next award, uh, this one's a fun one. The Witness Protection Program Award. This goes to the player who, um, for whatever reason, has been missing all season. They're not in headlines. They're not making big plays on red zone. Uh, you just haven't seen them. They're MIA. Who do you like? So for this one, I am actually going to go with my man Mike Evans. Um, partially because he uh, he's on my fantasy team and hasn't been too great. But aside from that, uh, he, he hasn't quite been healthy. And it's clear he's uh, you know still out on the field but isn't quite right. Uh, but he's still a top 10 wide receiver in the league when he is healthy, and he just has not played up to his standards so far this year. Um, you know, the Bucks offense looks great, but he's kind of been lost within that offense. Um, really hasn't been making the big plays we're used to, hasn't been getting open deep like we, we've seen him do it when he had Jameis around. Um, so, you know, Mike Evans... Yeah, I'm hoping he gets out of witness protection pretty soon. Because um, if he does and, and the Bucks <laughs> offense gets everything going, uh, we need to watch out. He, he has been missing in action this year. And you got to think, is it because I think Mike Evans just doesn't like playing with a, a straight-laced guy like Brady. Think about his other two quarterbacks. He had Jameis and then he had Money Manziel. <laughs> um, so he misses those guys a lot, I think, uh, um, just slinging it around to him. Um, yeah. Probably a little easier going in the locker room as well. Yeah. Um, well, that's I like that one. So, Witness Protection Program Award for me. Um, this one pretty easy. It's been Jason Witten. Uh, yeah, it's been nice not having him in the booth with Booger. That's been a, an upgrade more than anything. But um, I have not heard his name called really at all. Uh, I think he's on the Raiders. Um, him and Gruden out there. But I don't. There's really no way to know. And and if he were, if if you can confirm that he is actually on the Raiders, uh, it wouldn't want to be on in the same receiving room as Hunter Renfro because that guy will outshine you any day of the week. <laughs> Yeah, they, they'll rename it the Witten Protection Program, no longer the Witness. Uh, so that's a good one there. Moving on to the next award, we're giving out the Mo Bamba Award. 
You want to explain what this one is? Cause, yeah, yeah, so the, this one, the Mo, Mo Bamba Award goes to the the rookie uh, who has flopped the hardest through the through the first eight weeks, who is just not living up to expectations. We also, Mo Bamba, he drafted, um, what was it, six overall uh, to the Orlando Magic and, and, and really not pan out. But that's what the Magic do. Uh, they keep drafting players that don't pan out. Um, so this one, the Mo Bamba Award, who you got? Um, so for the Mo Bamba Award, I'm, I'm actually really glad you used uh, Mo Bamba as the example. As a, a Portland Trailblazers fan here, we've had our, our fair share of busts right before uh, some of the greatest players of all time, but we don't need to go into that. For the Mo Bamba Award, I've got Isaiah Simmons so far. Um, and it's way, way, way too early to say that he's a bust. Um, pr- pretty much it's way too early for any of these rookies to consider them a bust. Um, but so far, Isaiah Simmons hasn't even really been seeing the field yet in Arizona. Um, I was really high on him coming into the draft and thought the Cardinals were going to be a great fit for him. Um, but the Cardinals haven't been thrilled with him so far and aren't using him at all the way um, you would normally expect a, a number eight overall pick um, on a defense that needs help. And so um, he's kind of just been missing in action, a little MIA. Um, so right now I'm going with Isaiah Simmons for that Mo Bamba award um, a lot just because of where he was drafted and, and what my expectations were for him. Um, but he, he actually has made a, a play or two when he has been on the field. He had the, the uh, interception, I think it was in overtime, against Russell Wilson that really helped uh, pretty much clinch the game for uh, the Cardinals in that one. But Wish we could see some more of him, and I'm not quite sold um, from what I have seen on the field so far. I like that. Yeah, he uh, he's a bit witness protectiony. You know, he's a, <laughs> at least getting surveilled in some way. But he uh, he's been MIA uh, until that week seven pick against Seattle. I hadn't really even heard his name called, so that's a good mm-hmm. one. Uh, has not really been living up to expectations. My Mo Bamba Award. It's a tie here between two guys. One would be Jeff Okuda, drafted third overall to the your Lions. Uh, yeah. Has been getting beat he, up. Oh, he's been good, man. He's been getting beat up in coverage, man. <laughs> no, he's actually man. the uh, the lowest graded PFF rookie in the first round so far. Yes, his situation isn't great, um, but you'd expect a little bit more from him. Uh, hasn't gotten a lot of help from that secondary, but man, he has not been good. And the other guy I want to shout out, of course, I want to give the Pats a stray here. Oh, you're going to draft a, uh, a D2 player from Lenore Ryan, or what, D3 potentially, Kyle Duggar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually don't know how he's been, but uh, the Pats suck, and so he, uh, I assume he has has been great. <laughs> yeah, I like that pick. That's a that's a good one. Anytime we can throw some some Patriot shade on the podcast, I'm always uh, down for that. Yes, sir. Um, but moving on to the next award, and this is your personal favorite award, is, <laughs> is what I've heard. Um, the award that you would most like to win if you are going to win one of these awards. That is right. This is the Jackson Mahomes Award. Um, going to the player who has the best TikTok game. Who do you got for this one? Yeah, and uh, this would be an, an honor and a privilege to win. Uh, unfortunately, I can't qualify for it as I'm not in the NFL. But the most active player on TikTok uh, through the first eight weeks, I uh, can't really say it's been messing with their on-field performance, but I'm going to go with Chase Claypool. Um, just, I, you know, he may just be one of the kids, I guess, as, as a rookie. But, man, he's posting a lot. He's got some interesting content on there. You guys can go check it out for yourself. But, uh yeah, Claypool is uh, maybe should put the TikTok away a little bit, but I, I can't say it's been messing with his on-field game. Um, I would say an honorable mention for this award. Um, I would say Tom Brady would should and would win it, um, but he's he's a little busy, and I think we know why. So we don't need to get into that, yeah, especially with Antonio Brown moving in. Yeah. Um, 
So for, for this award, I got to say, I'm not a TikTok user. I'm not on TikTok. I don't have it. So I don't know who's good at TikTok, but I picked the player that I would most want to follow if I downloaded it and they had a TikTok, and that would be Jameis Winston. <laughs> my, he's my favorite player in the entire league, and I think everything he puts out would be an instant classic. Um, so I, uh, I'm hoping that comes together sometime soon. I've got Jameis. Yeah, we need to get we need to get Jameis on TikTok. Definitely, he'd be great. He'd be great. Or maybe I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> the uh, I'm just thinking back to his uh, his pregame speech that one time. I was like, oh, don't put the on. W. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, moving on to the next award, the Mattress Firm Award, brought to you by Chili's. Chili's. This one, yes, sir, Chili's. This one is the uh, the most slept on or underrated. Slept on is in you're gonna sleep on a mattress, and underrated is in Chili's as the best restaurant in America. Um, but so we're going most slept on the Mattress Firm Award. Uh, this one's an easy one for me. Buddha Baker of the Arizona Ooh. Cardinals. Uh, I've watched my fair share of Cardinals games through the first uh, first eight games, and Buda Baker is all over the field. Yeah. Uh, an absolute impact player, a complete ball hawk, uh, forces turnovers, always seems to be making tackles, um, and, and he's always in the right position at all times. And so uh, without question here, uh, Buda does not get enough love for what he's doing on the back end of that Arizona Cardinals defense. The leader back there, Buda Baker. I like that. Buda um, definitely has been playing really well so far, but – couldn't outrun DK. He yeah. might have, uh, might have had no one a, can. a few too many Chili's apps. <laughs> slowed him down a bit. Uh, but for, for this award, I'm actually going to pick uh, someone who I think has always disappointed throughout their entire career, but is putting together um, a little bit better of a season than, than we expected from him, and that's Derek Carr. Um, his season so far has been pretty nice, and I think he's actually putting this Raiders team in a, in a good position to make a run at um, one of the top wild card spots there sitting at four and three right now second in the division behind the chiefs uh, but with a win over the chiefs and uh Derek carr actually has been a pretty big reason in why that offense is working um so i think Derek carr has been a little slept on this year um with that said I, I still think he's an easy target to pick on still don't think he's a great quarterback but he's actually putting together a pretty nice season um so he's getting my mattress firm award um, he's Derek Carr, dude, he, 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 I agree with you. He has been kind of under the radar good so far this season. But I, I will tell you this. He's probably the uh, the last person I'd want to share a meal at a Chili's with in the NFL. That, yeah, that's true. Him or Adam Gase. <laughs> <laughs> Piggybacking off this question, which NFL coach or player do you think is most likely to get cut off at a Chili's? <laughs> Bruce Arians or Andy Reid. <laughs> okay, those are both great. I was going to go with Gruden. Uh, oh, yeah. Really, and most, I'd say most coach. I mean, Gase, I can't imagine he has a, that under. Never mind. We don't have to get into that one. Um, anyway, the next award, this one is called the Cheech and Chong Award. And this goes to the coach with the most incoherent, uh, what we would consider a stoner, domeless game plan. Uh, the Cheech and Chong Award goes to who for you? It goes to Anthony Lynn and the Chargers. Um, Ooh. They have given up leads of 16 points, 16 points, 21 points, and 17 points in their last four games. Um, and I think the perfect analogy for the Cheech and Chong Award um, for this Chargers team, it's like when you, uh, you know, are cheeching and chonging and you put that frozen pizza in the oven and then you forget about it. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, it's too late, it's burned, you forget you were up by three scores, next thing you know, you, you're taking it out. 
Um, and that's kind of what the Anthony Lynn and the Chargers have done so far. Um, some disappointing losses, and, and, you know, they gave up some really bad, bad losses when they were up in good positions to win. So um, that's who I'm giving the award to. Who do you have for this? Yeah, this one I really wanted to go with Gase, but I feel like his eye, bug out, his eyes are just too open to get the Cheech and Chong award, you know? <laughs> like, I just can't go with him. So I'm going to go with Matt Nagy. Um, God, he's the, one of the most frustrating play callers to watch. Uh, I feel actually sorry for any Bears fans listening. <laughs> I can't imagine how frustrated with you with him you are, because uh, I know I am, and I'm not even a Bears fan. And just uh, you know, putting Nick Foles and and plenty of pretty horrible positions, not setting him up to succeed. Already bailed on Troops, which hey, you know we don't blame you for that, Nagy. But um, yeah, he he's been awful. Uh, you got to quit burning that reefer, Matt. <laughs> That's the Cheech and Chong Award, and up next we have the OK Boomer Award, brought to you by Rascal Scooters. Um, this goes to the veteran who looks to have fallen off and officially moved into Boomer territory. Who do you have? Who is your Boomer pick? Yep, so the OK Boomer Award, uh, brought to you by our great sponsors, Rascal Scooters. This one is going to go to, I hate to say it, but but Drew Brees. Um, God, his arm looks shot, and give us Jameis. I mean, the Saints could be the front runners if they just put in Jameis um, and let him lead that franchise. Uh, but yeah, the, Breeze has, has earned his dues, and um, they're going to stick with him through the rest of the year, and that's fine. Uh, he deserves it. He brought New Orleans a Super Bowl back in the day, but uh, he, he really does not look great. Uh, the Saints really can't move the ball other than uh, Kamara. Um, he's been cooking, but the Saints, I, I don't like what Drew, I've seen out of Drew Breeze, and um, he's looking more and more like a boomer every day. Yeah, I, I'm going to give uh, an honorable mention to Philip Rivers. Um, he's definitely had some boomer moments out on the field. Uh, but I'm going to agree with you. It's Breeze, and it is also Jameis time. Please, I want to make it happen this year. Um, but I'm agreeing with you. Breeze looks shot. Uh, he just is really struggling to throw the ball downfield. Uh, I think uh, you know it might be time for him to start thinking about hanging him up and, and letting Jameis take the reins of that offense and who knows, not three, not four, not five <laughs> Super Bowls once Jameis comes in. <laughs> let the uh, man have it. Yeah, let him, let him go. Give him the uh, key to the city. To exactly, Nola. exactly. Let him do it. Jameis and Zion for decades to come in, in the Big Easy. That's a duo right there. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I heard this one is actually your, your personal favorite award, but we'll go with it. The Golden Boot Award brought to you by FeetPicks.com. Who do you like? This goes to the best kicker or punter so far. Yeah, so shout out to the sponsor for this award, FeetPicks.com. Fireside, Fireside. Please, please reinstate my access. I know my account got <laughs> deleted and I got banned, but please let me back, FeetPicks. Anyway, my award winner um, for the Golden Boot, the best kicker or punter so far, is going to go to Johnny Hecker of the Rams. Uh, he's definitely been the, the best punter in the league so far. Um Seems like every time he boots it, it's down inside the the ten. Even um, he's he's really been great this year and puts the Rams in a in a good position, especially because he sees the the field way too much with the the way the Rams offense has been playing lately. Um, but I also am going to give a shout to Brandon McManus, um, the the kicker up in Denver, uh, mostly because of that win over the New England Patriots they had, where he went six from six. He <laughs> um, really won that game for him, scored all their points. So. Uh, McManus gets a shot, but I'm giving it to Johnny Hacker. Yeah, I like I like the pick, Johnny Hacker. 
Um, he single-handedly beat the Bears in that game when he did the watermelon punt. And uh, I don't know if it was Nagy, you know, just being stoned on, on the play calls or, <laughs> or Hecker won that one. But that, he, he's definitely been up there. I'm going to go uh, with our guy, Harry Bucker. Uh, we saw him earlier. He's missed a few extra points since and, you know, hasn't been all nails, but he's been pretty solid throughout the season. Uh, and we saw him go three for three from 50-plus from 50, 50 against the Chargers to close yeah. that one out. No T. Uh, a lot of money riding on the Chiefs that day, and, and, and Bucker <laughs> saved us. Um, so thanks, Harry. Uh, you win the Golden Boot Award brought to you by, by FeetPicks.com. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, FeetPicks, again. Reinstate me. Um, anyway, moving on. The, the last award that we're going to um, go with here, the Adam Devine Award, brought to you by Slusher Surgery Centers. Um, we're going to play a quick clip for you, because uh, this is a story you can't miss, Adam Devine, um, on a Ringer podcast earlier this week. Um, so listen to, to what Adam has to say. You were part of an absolutely brutal, terrible accident that you referred yeah. to mm-hmm. earlier, where, mm-hmm. Adam, you were literally hit and run over by a truck. So yeah, a cement truck, a big one. What, what happened? How old were you and what happened? I'm glad it was a cement truck because th- then you can really, uh, flex on people. Oh yeah. Most, most people like people would be like, I was hit by a car. You're like, really bitch. <laughs> so in the support group for people truck. who were hit by a cement yeah. truck, like if <laughs> yeah. someone shows up, it's like, I was run over by a pickup. You're like, get out of like, here. Yeah. Keep it moving. Uh, I think I was 11, 11 years old. And I was walk. I, we were going to the convenience store across the street to get candy and probably like take a peek of uh, the Playboy magazines that they have on the racks there. And my buddy was across the street, and he yells, "Come on!" as as he's as a kid who's just excited to go buy Rasmataz suckers. And I t- heard, "Come on!" as the coast is clear. And three symmetrics were, I lived in the suburbs where a new house is being built every day. So three symmetrics were going up the hill and two were coming down at the same time. And so as the three were going up the hill and I'm right here, I couldn't see the other side of the road because of the symmetrics and my friend yells, come on. So I think it's safe to go right after the symmetric passed and after the last one passed. And I go uh, after he yells, come on. And the other two came down, hit me. Um, I went under the, the wheels, uh, got spit out. I flew 500 feet. I was hit in the, the not funny, but kind of funny thing that happened was I was hit. They didn't know like where to put it, like what courts to put this accident in because I was hit in one county, but landed in another. That's true. Because yeah, because the street was the dividing ca- county line. So they're like, well, we don't know what to do. Can I say that is that is like really funny? I'm sorry because yeah. you are right now, but you, you they hit you out of the county. They hit me out of the county, man. Um, yeah, and so it was it was actually like a real uphill battle. Yeah. I I couldn't walk for almost two years. I had like 26 or 28 surgeries, something. I kind of lost track after a certain point. Uh, yeah, and it was it was uh, really hard. But all right, so that's Adam Devine and uh, his story there. <laughs> Uh, so now we're going to be picking our Adam Divine Award. Um, you know, who has been uh, the player for you that, that you think has bounced back from an injury that we didn't know if he'd come back from and has been uh, doing some big things? My Adam Divine Award, uh, and this one goes, both of, the, both of them almost lost their lives, you know. Adam getting run down by that cement truck, man. That's, that's shocking. I can't believe it. 
the charisma that guy still has. But it's going to be Alex Smith. Uh, we saw, uh, yes, he hasn't been, uh, you know, playing in, in all that many games, but he did come back and make an appearance um, from that horrific injury where, um, you know, it got pretty serious to the point where he was potentially going to lose his life at one point. Yeah, I think he had like 27-some surgeries to repair that hurt injured leg. Uh, so Alex Smith is going to win my Adam Devine Award. Uh, both almost died. They deserve a shout. Uh, can't believe – I'm so glad you guys are both still with us, both. Uh, from what it seems like, awesome dudes. Would love you guys to come on. Uh, if you're ever interested, uh, Point of Drew Pod, you guys know how to get in touch with us. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, too, uh, I, I do think Alex Smith is worthy of the award, but he hasn't quite, um, you know, bounced back the same way as my pick, Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben, you know, last season, he goes down with an injury um, and made us watch Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph for, for most of a season. And that alone was enough to, to make me never want to watch football again. But Big Ben is back and actually leading the Steelers to an undefeated record so far. Um, and I was skeptical on Big Ben. You were too. I'm pretty sure yeah, you I thought was. he would get hurt again by now. I know um, he did. And so he, he's you know still healthy and still kicking, still throwing touchdowns. So Big Ben has, has really come back, giving a big jolt of life into that Steelers offense and um, they're really rolling right now. So that is my Adam Devine Award winner, Ben Roethlisberger. And that's going to do it for our award show so far. Yeah, hell of a midseason awards. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, really getting a, a, the hang of this awards show thing. And uh, really want to give a quick shout out to all our sponsors tonight. Uh, thank you, FeetPicks.com. Thank you, Rascal Scooters. Thank you, Slushery, Slusher Surgery Centers. Of course, thank you, Chili's, and above all, thank you, Shug's Bagels. Uh, all great establishments, and, and couldn't uh, couldn't enjoy your approval more here. Absolutely. We thank all you guys for listening. We will be back next week, as always. Um, until then, listen to the podcast, like the podcast, and subscribe. You guys know what to do. Rate, like, review, subscribe. Give us a shout-out, Point of Drew Pod uh, on socials. We'll see you guys next week. We'll be back. Peace.